Yeah. Um, so I just recently went to shoot with Blue, who's local to our area. She's a great photographer. I've never worked with her before, but um She's rad. She's done a yeah, couple no, of promos great. for us in the in the past. Yeah, no, so um I I have a couple of like mutual friends with her. I've been I've met her before, but like I've just never worked with her. Um so we ended up like I ended up hitting her up because I really love her work. And I had this um very vague idea of like what I, you know, visually was seeing for like you know, the sounds that I hear for the record that's coming right. out. Um, so I kind of gave her a lot of creative freedom with it. So we planned it. And um, I also have a, a model for some of the shots in it. And it's, um, I'm sure you know who she is. It's my friend, Sarah Sears. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah. So <clears throat> she's very talented as well with like, you know, aesthetic and colors, yeah. schemes and everything like that too. So that that's a good choice. Yeah. So Sarah, um, Sarah's a really, really awesome person. She's a very dear friend of mine and also just like gorgeous. And just like I've, I've done photos of her um, for my merch shoots before and she's always great to work with. So um, we did a couple different shots. I had one idea for the album cover, but I don't know. It just depends on how it turns out, if that's going to be the one that makes the cut. Right. And if it is, it's um, spoiler alert. It's both of us on it. Hey, yo, OK. Um, Deluxe yeah. version yes so um yeah but we're gonna see i haven't gotten all of the shots back yet i've only gotten the single ones of me so far and they all look stunning so i'm super excited to see and it was a dream to work with blue yeah on, she, on this project as well she's extremely talented i want to have her on here uh at some point as well too i'm, I'm sure there'd be a lot to talk about there she's really talented um and uh, so as far as the, the music itself, uh, do you have, I know you show me a couple of things, little, little, little mm -hmm. snippets here and there. Do you have like a rollout plan for the new music coming out? Are you, are you going to have any new music by the end of the year? Yes. Okay. Um, I can't say it. So originally I had planned for this month um, for things to come out. It was supposed to come, my first single was supposed to come out Friday the 13th and then um, some unforeseen <laughs> things happened as it does, you know, when you're self-funded, right. um, as an independent artist. So, um, we're pushing it back. I'm not going to say the release date too prematurely. Um, but we already pretty much have everything visually in line for the first three singles off the record. Um, the lyric videos, the music videos, they're, um, either done or close to being done. And yeah, so I, I can't really say the, the actual release dates, yeah. but there will be something by the end of the year for sure. Can you say how many songs are on it? In the record? Yeah. Itself? Um, 10. Sick. That's a, that's a good length yes. for an album. Just 10 cut and dry, usually like 33 minutes or so long. Um, mm -hmm. Do you know how many singles you're going to do? Right now I have like three main singles that are like the ones I'm going to really push hard for like um, any kind of like, you know, I guess uh, traction. Yeah. Um, and you can say, have... you can say the play word, the playlist word. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like playlisting or um, any kind of commercial, I guess is the yeah. word I was looking for. Okay. Any kind of commercial use. I have three songs that I've kind of set aside for that, that all have, um, you know, the more um, in-depth visuals that I had been like imagining for them. And then I have two songs that I might um, release in between, 
um we haven't really come up with a plan for those yet um but there, i mean even if we do it's going to be a pretty you know uh cut and dry strategy with those because it's not right. like going to require all of the works like the other songs will but they're still nonetheless very good songs um they're more of like my like i guess like more fan favorite type song like a track seven you know like i got you kind of song. yeah yeah the um, deep cut. <clears throat> so theoretically five five in theory um that, that's kind of a good way to do it nowadays like just release half of it you know what i mean like yeah just because you might as well take advantage of like what people are into and stuff because it used to be you just put out one song and then there's the album and you wait two years and you do another album and now it's like right you got to like keep people's attention much much faster so um right as far as like with with keys goes um the music the brand the manage everything like do you it seems as if to me like it's you are running everything creatively whether it goes to the music the releases the aesthetics like is it is it mm -hmm. completely like your kind of like passion project baby you know what i mean like is it completely you doing doing all the strings um yes sick <laughs> uh yes and i mean the only thing that i don't really have a big hand in is the live show okay um that's more of my partner's side of things um considering that he's worked in pro audio and stuff and i'm more of like I'm not, you know, I'm not really an instrumentalist. I play piano, but um, not like live or anything. So I'm not really a gearhead. Mm -hmm. I, I I understand everything in theory. Like it's just not my, it's just not my 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 avenue. But you know, you're running the Instagram and and yes. you know doing all that kind of stuff. Yes, everything pretty much um, has been completely funded by me and completely created by me <laughs> uh, from the beginning uh, down to the visuals the um the merch designs i would say are equally between me and my partner because he also does um you know graphic design so um sick we diy'd our merch in the beginning um did every like printed all of our shirts ourselves um like had a whole screen there and everything uh hand bleached um acid washed the shirts um and then my family actually got involved as well like i had some shirts that in quite like required embroidery so my you know, my mother got involved with that. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. So everything merch related has been completely created by me up until this point. Um, I don't know if it will be a sustainable option moving forward into the space that I'm attempting to go into. But um, yeah, I, I would like to, you know, here and there. Um, but yeah, um, the Instagram is me. I've pretty much, um, with the help of like some friends that are have a little more resources than me, I've booked all my own shows um i've pretty much done everything by myself and learned by just like being in the music scene for a number of years for a long time yeah because i was gonna say you and i have just been associated in some form or fashion for you know o over five maybe close to 10 years something at this point i think i, I don't even know. definitely i was in high school so like definitely a decade <laughs> yeah yeah definitely you know just from like going to shows and like being friends mm -hmm. on like instagram and stuff like that so it's it's cool to to kind of see so i i had two talking points that kind of came up in my brain just now but we'll we'll kind of mm -hmm. fuse them together so did you grow up in like fayetteville uh, i did area okay and then you've done a lot of uh, traveling and stuff so obviously with your album you didn't just work with the local fayetteville producer you you kind of chose no uh, the, in the last couple years, like, hey, this music means a lot to me, and I really want to see mm -hmm. this uh, be in a bigger platform. So therefore, I'm going to go reach out to a bigger producer. So 
uh, you reached out to Landon Tours, who's best known for playing in The Plot and You. Um, mm-hmm. And that's amazing. You know, that's a lot of people's favorite band. That's your, I think, your favorite band, uh, what you yes. told me like a while <laughs> back. Um, so yes. a, a lot of people don't realize when something like that happens and they ask you, oh, my God, how did you get that? How did you, how did that happen? And you're like, I just sent him a message. You know what I mean? Like sometimes yeah. people reply and sometimes they don't. You know, it's not like he just appeared at a bar one night like we're in the 70s and was just like, hey, right. you want to sign a record deal? You know what I mean? Like you have to right. seek these people out. So I, I think, you know, that's very in- inspiring and uh, in a good way and can also light a fire under people's butts too, like that are out right. there like wanting to break into, you know, working with someone in, in that caliber and stuff. So yeah, when, when was it that you originally hit him up and kind of had that, like what was your thought process of, of like, I'm going to fucking hit up my favorite band's <laughs> singer slash producer and i'm gonna record my music that i wrote with him and it's gonna sound sick and i know and i trust him um so funny story um i actually kind of okay so when i started doing keys i played a couple of shows in i believe the end of 2018 and then like i played like three shows and then at the end the beginning of 2019 i did like a new year's resolution of sorts which that's so not me but i was like you know hyped up on um this you know finally doing what i've been wanting to do pretty much my entire life and right. never had the um the tools or the resources to do so um also considering you know i was in i was in college i was an opera singer um before this so like you know it's just very different field right Absolutely. so um 2019 i sat down and i was like what are three attainable artists that I could play shows with? And what can I do to like navigate where I want to go with this? Right. And all three of those artists, and I, I came up with those three artists and I'll share them. Um, it was one of them's really funny <laughs> actually, but yeah. it was Landon Tours, Lacey Sturm. Okay. And then the curveball, because I'm connected to this person through a mutual was social opposed. I actually, I don't know much about, about them. Um, that is a, a rabbit hole and a half. I'm not going to go into okay. it. Okay. All right. I'll do my, I'll do my own research on the side. Any, yeah. Do your research. Just, you'll, anyone that's listening you'll find to this will just be like, all right, no one will we'll skip past that. But yeah. That's yeah. Funny. Um, great. I mean, honestly, on that note, he's got wonderful, like at least his earlier stuff, great solo music great um you know he's made he's made some he said some words that's all i'm gonna say Uh, um (laughs) but his music's great and i knew somebody that was um associated with him so i was like okay yeah that's unattainable yeah naturally yeah okay right cool and within that year i ended up playing shows with all three of them sick so you got to achieve that resolution Yes. Um, I had no inkling that any of that was going to happen. Like, I had no idea that a tour was going to happen. I just, like, sat down. I was like, okay, what's realistic here? You know, like, what can I actually achieve? Like, what's an artist that goes on tour a lot? What's an artist that I vibe with? Um, what And, like, one that I could potentially, like, you know, maybe get advice from or work with or, you know, like, kind of, like, grow as a musician by, like, kind of, like, strategizing who, who I want to work with, right? Right. Um, so I played with all of those artists. All that being said, Landon was one of them. Long story short, um, and was it his solo uh, solo yes. tour playing, and then you opened yes. up as a as a local? 
Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, it was the Tillian tour. Oh, that's a good one. Okay. Yes, it was. It was incredible. It was such a good night. Probably my favorite show I've ever played. <laughs> was um, that uh, Greensboro? Yeah, it was um, when it was Blind Tiger. Oh, hang. Okay. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. So um, it was the tour with them, um, Brent Walsh and Rivals. And I think there was one other artist, but I don't recall who it was off the top of my head. That probably so sold out. Was there? Was it packed? Um, yes. <laughs> okay. I was just going to say, like, I, I bet, like, judging by those names and at least, like, what was that, 2018, 2019? Yeah, it was uh, 2019. 2019. Yeah, that I would not doubt that there would be, like, 600, 700 people there, you know? Yeah, it was it was pretty, pretty packed. Um, so the opportunity arose through um, one of the local promoters, and I was able to, uh, you know, do the the selling tickets thing yep. for it. Been doing that and forever, I'm yep. Right. I mean, sometimes you just got to do what you got to do. Yeah. Um, sometimes they sell and, themselves, you know, you don't have to. And I, you know, I did have to, I did have to hustle a little bit, but um, I have no issue with doing that. Like I'm, I'm totally comfortable with that. Um, so I ended up selling all of my tickets. I ended up making some um, after the fact, um, which is besides the point, but also like that rarely Still happens, I find. Yeah. So, it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Definitely don't so, take that for granted, you know. No, I was I was very grateful for that night and how like all of the moving parts kind of fit together. I guess is what I'm trying to say with that. For sure. Um, very very grateful for that. Um, but the the thought of playing that show was not really so much of like, yeah, I want to play with one of my favorite artists. Like that was part of it. Like that was a, a moving part of it. But the bigger picture was, I had planned. I was going to ask like like let him see what. I oh, was calculated. I got you. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. yeah. It was it was a little calculated. Yeah, little, um, that's good. But I said to myself, I was like, you know what? I'm not going to go out of my way to talk to him unless he, you know, says something to me. Maybe it's or natural. That, yeah. Like, you don't, yeah. don't want to like chase him down and be weird or anything. Yeah. No, I didn't want to do all that. But I was like, you know what? I'm going to get on this stage and hopefully he will be in the room and hopefully he will say something that like, you know, gives me the indication that he enjoys what I'm doing. Yeah. And that is indeed what happened. I was going to say, um, yeah. <laughs> one, one thing led to another. That's a good risk. Yeah. Like that's that's a yeah. he healthy kind of risk to do instead of just walking up to him because you know he has a bunch of people like, right. you know, he's not trying to like be mean or be standoffish, but it mm -hmm. probably a lot of people that are like, check out my stuff, check out my, but you are like, I'm playing your show and I don't suck. Check this out. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm really good, you know? So you, yeah. you grabbed his attention. So did he, yeah. how did he, how did he uh, approach you from there? Um, it was a couple different things throughout the night. Um, one of them was after my set, he went onto my Instagram and, and like, like almost maybe like 10 minutes after my set he commented on my my most recent post and wow. said something and i was like oh okay you're like right um, over there <laughs> yeah right <laughs> um so i was like all right that's pretty cool i guess and then um he got on stage and uh it's funny because if you ask him about this he does not remember any of it that's, that's the of most course. hilarious part um but that's fine um i'll remember it that's all that it matters. still happened um, yeah yeah it still happened uh, but the second thing he did was he actually, when he was on stage, he was like, and I quote verbatim, yo, I don't know what the name of that first band was, but they were fucking sick. Hell yeah. 
And I bet you're just like <laughs> yes. somewhere in the crowd, like, oh my god, that's us. No, literally, I just like I kind of I kind of just like lost all emotion. Like I kind of just went numb, and I was like, is am I like this in a, a simulation am I on right a now? Game show? Yeah, like there's for some, real. Yeah. That, is this an episode of punk that's kind of <laughs> how it, it happened when, when we played a, a show last year and the lineup was like all you know all the metalcore bands it was like alpha wolf right. and like monster flames and stuff and the alpha wolf on stage was like give it up for the homies and heirloom and i was like oh my god they called us their homies that's crazy yeah and for I'm real like, i'm no, just it's... a guy that showed up like i'm sure yeah. you thought, like i didn't know this was gonna work and then yeah so yeah keep going sorry i didn't mean to cut yeah you off no no you're totally fine no like it's it's i don't know how else to put it other than simply just saying the feeling can only be amounted into the sentence of what you just said is like i'm just a guy yeah, like you're like like i don't know i just work here you know what i mean like i just exactly. i just showed up right i'm like it, it so in the moment like it was it was just like i was like that's suspicious but that's also really cool um and then the third thing was um our merch tables there was a merch table in between us i think it was rivals and then it was mine and then it was his and he had leaned over um at some point and said something to me like the same kind of message same kind of cadence yeah That's yeah awesome. so at that point i was like all right well this is my sign to to do the thing you know to like go ahead and just like um ask him because that was my whole thing i knew he produced but at the time i think he was taking a break from producing mm -hmm. i could be wrong but he was i think he was touring a lot it was um before swan song but after disposed so i could imagine they, he was they were still busy. riding a pretty giant wave yeah like, so hitting that tiktok fame and everything yeah um so he you know um on a whim i went up to him and i was like i think also verbatim i think i said this i said hey um i think you're great and i think the work that you do is great and um if you could record me i will give you all my money <laughs> he's like all of it all right you're like, i didn't say it was a lot i just said all of it it could be like 60 bucks yeah like, you don't know what we're talking about so yeah <laughs> what did he say was he just like fuck yeah let's go he was like he, he said yeah you know i'm i if I remember correctly, he said something along the lines of like, yeah, I've been busy. I'm about to get back into producing. So I'm about to get a spot. So let's work something out. Right. Um, so and then, you know, a uh, little less than a year later, I ended up going to his studio in Detroit. Well, the first location of it, to my knowledge. Um, and recording the week of that everything shut down because of covid oh yeah we were both recording then holy mm -hmm. shit yeah mm -hmm. that's uh we were in maryland recording heart and spine like a day before the fucking shutdown like i think mm -hmm. they were talking about it like while we were up there so i'm sure it was the same kind of thing you're out of town and you hear people on the news like oh this covid thing i don't really know about this thing and then next thing you know like two days later yeah. so what was that like march well, 10th of 2020 or something yeah it was like i want to say i was there like the 10th through the 16th or something oh, i only yeah. recorded him with him for like two days at the time mm -hmm. but i think we traveled and stayed a day and then had a decompressing day and gotcha. then went home or something something like that um it was just crazy because like i remember i almost didn't go um because i was terrified uh of of everything and detroit's such a you know detroit <laughs> huge city yeah well yeah but like there's so many people there yeah. so i was terrified you never go, been there before oh, either um, no <laughs> yeah so it's that aspect too 
Yeah. So the bigger, I mean, the bigger thing was really the COVID thing. Um, I was terrified. I, at the time, lived with my parents, which I do now as well. Um, so, of course, currently. you're afraid. You're like, I don't want to bring something back to them. Yes. And, yeah. That was that was my biggest, um, like, scaring thought was, you know, the fact that, like, I could come home from this trip and, like, everything I love could be gone. Exactly. Yeah. You know? Uh, um. So that was that was really kind of tough and that kind of messed with my psyche while I was there. I'm not going to lie. And I mean, I'm assuming probably him as well, because that was just like very uncertain. There was so much uncertainty for, um, I think, everybody during that time, especially like in the very beginning stages. So absolutely. Uh, yeah, I, I remember when it yeah. first popped off. And I mean, we don't have to talk about COVID a lot, but when it, no, when it first like <laughs> popped off, I was just like. I was like, ah, oh, this will be gone in like a week or two. And then Same. We'll, we'll be back. This is just some, this is just the media, you know what I mean? Just trying to, and then the next thing I know, I was like, oh shit, this is, uh, this is kind of going to be here a little bit. This is real, you know? No, no, for real. I remember I was at, um, do you know Lorelai, the band Lorelai? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So my friend Craig, who was in that, and then Dormavilia, I'm sure you know Craig. Yeah. Oh my um, God. Wow. I, I just, <laughs> Holy shit. I was just like, I haven't seen him since 2019. So I, was I know. Just like, I just, what the fuck? You just, I just like weird crossover episode. Yeah, right now. seriously. Talk about Disney um, Channel crossover episode. Yeah. For real. Um, so Craig, you know, lived in Fayetteville for a good amount of time. Um, he's from here too. And I was at his house um, as COVID was like kicking off. And it was like before when it was bad in China, but it hadn't come to America, or at least it wasn't right. reported in America yet. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I remember. <laughs> being sitting on craig's porch and he was like man this covid stuff's gonna get crazy our whole country's gonna get shut down i just know it like look at what's happening in china <laughs> and i remember i was just like you're like yeah right shut up dude you know yeah put I the bong like, down you know like for, shut up, dude. literally i was like yeah right Whatever. okay tinfoil hat yeah exactly and <laughs> such a wild concept i know and like now i look back on it, i'm like dang Craig was speaking some truth. I know. Yeah, <laughs> Nikki was kind of like the future teller in our our camp because she was kind of mm -hmm. keeping up with like what was going on in China for a while, and she was like, "I don't know, man. I think I think something crazy is gonna happen." And then I, I was talking to my buddy uh, Dragon. He's a streamer. Uh, he's been mm -hmm. like my best friend since like '09, and we were on the phone, and he was like, "Dude, I don't know. I just had this like weird thought that like something real bad's gonna happen." And I was like, "Oh, all right." And then next thing I know, like that, mm -hmm. happened. I was like, "Jesus Christ, man!" Like there. <sighs> But dude. now it's been so long, dude. Like, not to sound mm -hmm. like a geezer, but now that's almost been four years. Isn't that fucking I, insane? I know. I, I haven't played a show. And, like, since before COVID. Oh, um, really? No, I haven't played a single show. Because I've just been working on this record this entire time. Well, you're going to um, come out swinging then. I, you know, like, I hope so. you're not, you're not going to be having any bullshit. Like, you're like, I no. took my time. <laughs> like, I got my shit prepared. No, it definitely puts a lot of pressure on on the fact that like it has to be perfect and um the nature of the music now is so like I don't know how to describe it but like it has to be tight. Like yeah. you cannot you cannot be sloppy. Like yeah. even though it's more of like a rock band thing and like there is room for some sloppiness in rock music I believe, but like this specific like jammy stuff or whatever. Yeah. Like, this needs to be like locked in. This yeah, this specific sound that we're going for, it's just it's that's not it you can't you can't do the like punk thing you yeah know, you can't do that so um so that's and also like you know the fact that like if it is anticipated for me to come back or my comeback or whatever um i you know i want it to be good like i want it to be yeah, like, you know worth stellar. the three four year wait or however however fucking yeah long. 
And I'm sure, yeah, like, absolutely. are you, are you going to have, like, backtracks and stuff? Because you have, like, kind of, like, the darker oh, yeah. pop kind of shit, too. So you're going to have the yeah the, the yeah. synths and everything going. Yeah, I mean, there's still a little bit of stuff in the record um, that still, like, kind of leans to my old sound. Um, there's one song from... There's only one song that I kept. Everything is new, except for... Um, it used to be the last song in my set for the ogs that are potentially listening that remember it's the last i never released it but okay. I was it was say, the was last it, was it ever out and then you took it down but you just, you just never put it up uh it was never out um it was just it was my favorite song from the older stuff um it was i i mean it's not a secret it's on i've played it live like for a live streaming event before so um the song's called let you down it is the closer of my record okay i was gonna say what what um, track number is it so it's it's 10 out of 10 it's number 10 absolutely um and then the opening track is also ironically um a song that i wrote like over a decade ago okay Um, and so it finally gets to see the light of day the first time i recorded it i believe it was tristan thompson who did it so like i know he's based in or out of fayetteville too so Mm -hmm. i don't even if it's 10 years old what was that like 2013 then yeah, we were in high school together. Wow. When when we recorded that. Damn. I I love yeah. that like certain songs just won't die because like that's how our song yeah. uh, Accuser was. It was originally mm-hmm. like a demo and then it, we just didn't even think twice about it. We were like, "Uh, we're, we're not going to use that one for this." And then whenever we went to record the Furthest Corner EP, um mm-hmm. we cut a song that just didn't really fit or I guess and he mm-hmm. was like, do you have anything else? And I was like, well, we have this like accuser song we could pull out. I don't know if any of us, We, I mean, it's okay. And then he was like, all right. And he clicked play and then he got to the chorus and he was like, love it, we're doing it. And I was like, okay. So and so we yes. recorded that and we hadn't played it since like our first like practice, you know? It was an old mm-hmm. like, you know, in our minds mm-hmm. we were like, that song sucks. So it's it's so funny as a uh, as an artist or as a musician, you can just be so self-critical on your own shit and just be like, mm-hmm. yeah, this one's like my least favorite. And then your family or your friends hear it and they're like, that's my favorite song you, you've you ever put out. But you're sitting right. there nitpicky all the, uh, but I don't like what my, you know, the harmony here and I don't like my voice here, but all people hear <laughs> is just like, song sounds sick, you know? Well, I would say for that, like for me, the thing that like gets me with my music is that like if i don't relate to it or like it doesn't resonate with me like how it did when i wrote it i automatically write the song off that doesn't mean i dislike the song it's just like i'm ready to move on to the next thing that's like current you know yeah because songwriting is like a very cathartic thing for me it's like you know i therapy's not accessible to everybody (laughs) yeah but it it is through song for sure yeah absolutely so like this song in particular that's the first one on the record is um the oldest probably the oldest song that i have ever um and i wrote it during a very trying complicated situation um and I actually wrote it with another person. Those parts didn't make the song, obviously. Okay. Um, but it was a very kind of like messy, uh, fucked up relationship that I was in. And um, it's a real dark song. The song itself, like you don't really know all of the moving parts unless I were to tell you the story. Um, but it's I, I moved on from it because it's not been a part of my life for like 
a while. Decade. Yeah. You know? But I remember, I actually, the first, so there, this is also the song that has the most credits on it because it's gone through multiple different people. Oh, for writing um, and everything? Uh, Yeah. I mean, the song, like, the, the bones and the lyrics and the melodies were all written by me. Okay. As is everything else that I do. But um, I originally took this song to Michael Rumpel from Flood District. Okay and um who i work with also as well he's my other producer um and we were listening to it and then garrett barefoot and john um from black plate re- reached out to me and they were like we really love what you're doing we want to do a song together so we all kind of just like decided oh let's do the song together okay. so like garrett john and michael so we all you know go to the studio, go to the old black plate location. Cause I don't think that exists anymore. I don't think it does either. Uh, yeah. But it was, a, it was a good experience, but I remember I had no plan for what I wanted to do. Like when I, when I stepped foot in there and I remember just pulling up my Dropbox of like all of my old demos from like years ago. Cause I was playing all my current stuff and like, they liked all of it, but they were looking for something specific, I think. Okay. Um, I think they were looking for like something more like, dark and emotive like the sound like my my old sound right Mm -hmm. and i play them this particular song and i was like eh, i don't know how i feel about it it's all right like i wrote it forever ago and john i remember john was like this is the one we're doing this one like this one's this is it and i was like isn't it crazy how that and then you're like god damn it like i'm kind of over this one you know for real no and it just like i think that i also i just at the time i was in such a like um i don't want to say healthy state but like a healthier state that i had ever than i had been in and i wasn't ready to revisit that at the current time so i was just oh, okay like, ah. you were like i don't want to open that up like mentally and yeah and yeah whatever. yeah so i was like eh. but i knew that if i did it was going to come out great and it did it's it's a sick it's a really sick song and I bet, dude i can't wait to hear it now oh, now knowing so all the all the backstory and how many years it's been and everything that's sick. right maybe i'll send it to you after maybe this. maybe <laughs> you heard it here maybe first or, or you didn't um but yeah no it was um and then i sent that song or i we had landon redo that song and i think all he really did is like we retract vocals he may have added a little bit of production but i think mostly it was just like instrumentals um, that's awesome and though. just to yeah. like just to have that like come as far as it did and now it's the opening track on on this album and everything and um i'm yeah. I'm, I'm excited to you know hear everything and i know like how fr- you know artist to artist how frustrating it can be to just carry around the dropbox for so long mm-hmm. and it's like i've heard these songs a billion times i can't wait until they're just on spotify you know because what sucks is like they're not they don't even exist until they're on the internet so you can i know your song that's 10 years old is going to be a brand new song by the time mm-hmm. it comes out you know what i mean um, i know and people it's pe- hard oh go ahead no i was just saying people like the average music fan just doesn't realize a lot of times like the that process so right and i think for me like it's I don't know like I mean I try to be as self-aware as possible as a person and like with everything that I do but like it's so hard for me to put myself in the mindset of like the fact that like nobody's heard this song right I'm like oh this song's so old nobody cares about it like yeah because you're and, like, you're giving it all that definition and stuff in your head you know right right so I'm excited to see um well I mean for the whole record but us 
I, I'm excited to see the reception for that song in particular. Yeah, I'm real. I'm really stoked just to just to see you know the rollout and everything. And I think you got like a good combination of you know obviously like the you know you're approaching it in a very smart way and like you could have easily like not believed in it. Like you you could have gotten to the Landon show and just been like. Oh my God, I'm too nervous to talk to him. And then that could be it. Yeah. But you you took that like chance to be like, hey man, let's do something. And then now fast forward two, three years, four, however mm-hmm. long later, and you have this album coming out that started as just an idea of like, I want to work right. with him. And you could have recorded the same 10 songs with somebody else and I'm sure they would have sounded good, but like they wouldn't have been with, they wouldn't have aligned with that thing in your brain that's like, I'm going to set mm-hmm. out to do this thing. And I'm sure like the dopamine release whenever you finally get yeah. that stuff out is going to be so like, you know, lifting a weight off your shoulders. Yeah, I'm I think I'm just ready. I'm so ready for it to be out yeah. because I've been living with it for three, four years. And <clears throat> it's like I would say it's mostly complete by now. Um, I think we're just waiting on masters at this point for certain songs. Um, but I'm so ready to just work on the next thing. That's the, that's the other thing. It's exactly. like mentally I'm ready to go do something else. Yeah, but like I'm by, still excited. By the time that comes out, you're like, well, I'm over that. I'm I'm already writing the next album. Oh, I know. And I, <laughs> and I am, I already am. Yeah. So, such is <laughs> but, the way dude. like, we, we already yeah. have like 15 instrumentals written for whatever the fuck we do next. And I'm mm-hmm. just like, like before we even put out our album, I was like, dude, I, we just need to slow down and focus on the moment for a second. We're getting too ahead of ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I already have the opening and closing track of the next record demoed out. Sick. Yeah. So, I mean, like, keep it going. And and the thing of it is, is, like, you're on your own timeline. So if you wanted mm-hmm. to pull the, you know, like, hip-hop thing of release, like, four albums in a year, you could do that if you want, you know, or you could space it out. You could do fucking anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I could uh I have to I have to you know I'm a Swifty so I have to shout out Taylor I was, Swift I was gonna say yeah I actually had that in our in our notes here I was like I wrote Taylor yes. Swift's biggest fan slash era's tour slash movie because you went to the tour and then you went to the movie as well right I haven't gone to the tour yet okay my day is next year in oh yeah because it's one of those things where you bought tickets like a year and a half mm-hmm. in advance or something yes which uh date are you going to I I think I'm going to the last date in indianapolis i'm pretty sure okay Mm -hmm. yeah the last one i think there's there's three dates in indianapolis it's like friday saturday sunday and i believe i'm going to the sunday show it's been a while since i bought the ticket it's been a couple months so like i I don't remember but um i did just go see the movie and it was chef's chef's kiss so good i saw you post something about it yeah it was uh, it was just like fuck you if you don't like taylor swift like you know like get out of here because like i mean me i, I can sit here and talk shit because i mean i'm not a taylor swift fan but like I, yeah. I i'm not gonna like what good am i doing just be like taylor swift sucks like okay like, yeah I'm not, that's, I just, I'm not helping anybody by doing that you know i try to reserve social media for specifically um me talking about like what i'm doing like using it as a tool for promotion or for like shit posting because like right. it's just not that serious yeah it's very rare that you see me put a hot take on facebook um but when you do <laughs> it's it's a hot take for sure yeah yeah i mean i i just i don't know i i'm so this is another thing but like, like maybe i shouldn't uh speak too much on but i'm going to um anyways so <laughs> the one thing that i've like dealt with in the last year like um been exposed to um year to two years is like um a lot of other musicians and 
music elitists. And I just can't, I just can't get down with a music elitist. I just can't do it. Um, I was exposed to a lot of that while my partner was working for Sweetwater. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, uh, you're going to you find know. like a river of them there, you know, because that's just where all the musicians hang out yeah. and meet and, you know, they all buy stuff from there. So, yeah, like, and I just, um, I just feel funny about somebody like, like how, I mean, I guess things are like subjective or objectively bad, right? Like there are like, yes, that does exist, but I feel like art is just so subjective that like a lot of takes are just really stupid. Like I've seen a I, lot of takes. Yeah. I mean, you know, pe people that said sleep token sucks. Like, I'm just like, dude, like, no, like it might not be your thing. Yes. Like, I don't, I, I'll be honest with you. I don't listen to it a lot. My girlfriend mm -hmm. loves it. She listens to it all the time. I don't listen to it a ton. However, mm -hmm. last September, so September of 2022, um, they played like a, a last minute show at uh, Blind T or Hangar 1819, what same venue in Greensboro. And I went, me and Kevin and uh, Blue and um, her partner and a couple other people rolled mm -hmm. up. And I was like, this is the best band I've ever seen. And this is before the summoning. This is before the viral, whatever. They were still mm -hmm. like kind of small, quote unquote. And then mm -hmm. a couple months later, they're, you know, top of the charts. And then people are like, that band's fucking up there. and I'm like no dude like all you like I think what it is is people the people that do that kind of stuff they just don't get it so they're just like well I don't get it so why why don't you get you know what I mean like they just they, they want people to be and I'm like dude they just they just did it right and the dude sounds amazing live and same thing with mm -hmm. Taylor you know what I mean like you can talk shit but girls out there right. going a, on the road like 300 shows a year or something crazy 500 shows you know something stupid where it's like you go do yeah. it man come on even if you even if you don't on on both things even yeah. if you don't like taylor first of all if you don't like taylor <laughs> swift's music totally understand where i do personally believe that there is something in her discography for literally everyone on the planet if that's the the, the hill you want to die on by all means but like you're entitled to your opinion but you could also have your opinion quieter Right. You know? Or don't make like, it as like, I don't know. Some people post stuff that like they only want to get like a negative reaction and stuff. Like, I mean, I guess that's the whole point of it or anything, you know, like just yeah. to try to like get people to, cause then, cause then if you post something like you think it's being a hot take and you get a bunch of people on your status calling you a loser, like you suck, mm -hmm. you still have a bunch of people comment on your thing and engaging with you too. So some right. people like dive into that, but on either of those, it's like, dude, I've seen some like mean things said about about Sleep Token, about uh, mm -hmm. Taylor Swift, about like Bad Omens, about any any band <sighs> in any genre that's like doing really well. It's like mm -hmm. they suck. They haven't been good since this and this. And I'm like, okay, man. Like I'm sure, or they're not even relevant anymore. And I'm like, yeah, okay. You know, like <laughs> yeah. Well, like on that same, ironically, on that same token. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um. You know, I was having a conversation with my partner the other night um, because he's a huge Green Day fan, um, like the biggest Green Day fan I know and probably anyone will ever know. OK. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of discourse on Green Day also with their, you know, mother of all record, like their newer stuff. Right. Um, and like saying that they like are selling out. A lot of whatever. people like hated them after like American Idiot, too. Like a lot of their fans. Are yeah. Like, he is their best album. And. Blah, blah, yeah blah, blah. 
And I mean, I'm not going to sit here and be like, I'm the biggest Green Day fan. I, I respect what they've done for music. And I think that they are very talented musicians and they have the great songs. It's just like not my like, oh, I'm going to go to listen to this everything. You know, like it's just not my my go to. Um, But, you know, they're objectively good musicians. They make good music. Like that's fact. And extremely <laughs> you know? successful and have a exactly. massive legacy. And like and and like the the take that my partner had on it was like, I don't understand. Do people just want artists to create the same record over and over and over and over again? Because how is that going to like, how is that going to go? How is that going yeah. to go over? Because it might sound like a cool idea, but do it's like as a fan, like, do you really want them to put the same exact out? Because you'll get bored. Yeah. The like only, there's no fun in that. The only band that can do that is August Burns Red. They've been putting out the same album since 2006 and it's the best shit ever. Like <laughs> some people can pull it off, but like I don't know, like a band like Bring Me the Horizon when they first started changing their mm -hmm. sound, uh there's a lot of people that were like, "Oh, I don't fuck with this. They got singing now da 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 da." Right. And then I'm like, "Well, could you realistically go back and listen to another suicide season or whatever the fuck like you know like they had to progress each time no. every single album is is different and like they can they really did like a little infiltration of like the pop world so that then they can go on tour with fallout boy like when i saw them right. and then play breakdowns in front of ten thousand people right like <laughs> and you know i am grateful for the the bring me haters because because of them we got heavy metal and we got the hardest line of all time was like some guy in a black dahlia tank yeah. said it ain't heavy metal like uh yeah like the call dead or, or the, the clap in the ground yeah it's amazing so good it's like he so knows good. and like yeah. bring, bring me's gotten to a point where they can put out a snippet of like ollie just yelling some random shit and people were like oh i think there's new music you know like anything with like a cult yeah. following like bring me thrice like a lot of bands like that where it's like in anytime they put something new out, you're like, Oh, they're doing it. They're doing it. Like, I guess now would be sleep token. Like whenever right. you and Taylor, honestly, um, mm -hmm. when you build a following that like is, is literally like a cult where people will just like buy, do anything like, dude, you've got mm -hmm. some lifetime fans. Like, yeah, that's, that's no, goals, I, you know, no, agreed. Like I, I don't think I will ever see. And I mean, Maybe maybe not in my lifetime, maybe after I'm dead and gone, but I don't think I will ever see another pop artist do it like Taylor Swift. Like, I just don't. And that's why it's so impressive. And especially post-seeing the Eras Tour movie. Right. Absolutely insane, the amount of control she has, the amount of stamina she has. Like, even if you are not a Taylor Swift fan, if you do not like her music, I encourage everyone to go that, is that enjoys music or that is a musician to go see that movie and just be like shook <laughs> well i could be so what i'm about to say is just a speculation i'm not you know i could be ignorant mm -hmm. of this but i'm sure there's a lot of liberation in both taylor swift and like britney spears uh too mm -hmm. where it's like early in their career they were kind of controlled by you know the suits or family or whoever the fuck and then now they're like i'm doing my own thing she mm -hmm. you know taylor re-recorded all these old songs and now she owns like all the old masters and shit like that too mm -hmm. um and i'm sure that her performance in the past is very liberating because it's like oh yeah i'm that bitch like i'm in control now you know what i mean like mm -hmm. I, I, I have my life back kind of thing so there's there's a lot yeah. of a lot of power in that for sure it's just it's just incredibly impressive to watch like 
it's i i don't know like i've just never in my lifetime seen something similar to what she's doing right now and i think that even if you know none of us artists that we know or that we like you know have connections with will even make it to a fraction of the level that she is because like realistically speaking i mean you know... she is <laughs> even in the upper echelon of the big pop stars like taylor swift rihanna drake yeah. you know whoever you want to put yeah. even in all those groups taylor is still like this 0.1 percentile that like just kind of went out of yeah. that group so you know exactly. there's a lot of lottery number <laughs> a lot of but... you know, shit going on <laughs> Yeah, but with all that being said, there is something to take away from, like, I, I I can't put it into words. And I mean, I know I sound like a crazy fan, and I'm really, I, I mean, I am, but I'm really not. Like, the, the reason why that movie, like, I was just, like, so, why I made that status about, you know, if you don't like Taylor Swift, you're wrong. Or if you think she's bad, you're wrong. You don't have to like her music. That's fine. But you cannot deny the amount of passion and the amount of work that she puts in and right. it's like honestly so admirable like and and what what was it she like hand paid it was something i saw a while back it could have just been a headline but it was like mm -hmm. she paid like all of her drivers like an extra 100 grand or something like that yeah or, or, she or paid like her, her i think it was like members or some, something everyone on her team got a $50,000 bonus, I believe. I might have the numbers skewed, but it's something like, it's somewhere close to It was, it was to like that, a lot you know? of money, like a, lo a lot yeah. of Yeah. And her head driver got, I think like her couple of head drivers, because I mean, they're, dri they're driving across the country, like literally, you know, they're doing a lot of work. Yeah. Um, They, I believe they got a hundred or $200,000. That's gotta feel so cool. Like if uh -huh. you're them, can you just, like you're already getting paid really well and then, that's your bonus. You're like, dude, yeah. like, this is like, like life changing. You know what I mean? Like, even no, if, for real. if I was working for someone and they were just like, here's an extra 3000, I'd be like, Oh my God, three, but just like, yeah, here's an extra 50,000 or a hundred. I'm like, what do I, I'm going like, to buy, <laughs> like, what do I do with this? You know, like literally with some of the shows that I've played, I'm happy. Like if you even give me just like 20 bucks, I'm yeah. like sick, you dude, know, that, that's I'm how to we were after this. on like tour and stuff where we like, Oh my God, we didn't lose money. Yes. Yeah. You know, no. like we we all we didn't even make money, but we broke even. Like we we didn't lose money, so we were like, "Fuck yeah, dude! That's that means we're we're doing well." You know. Yeah. So like, imagining that like just she doesn't have to do that. You know. Yeah. She didn't have to do that. That was she could have just kept all of it. You know. Yeah, but like, she genuinely like you can tell she genuinely loves what she does, and she does it not only for herself but for the people that listen to her music. Like she's very um fueled by her fan base She's and very I think aware that's... probably of yeah how people like that really love it like really you know pay attention on everything too. yeah i think she genuinely cares about the people that help her and have put her in the position that she is now like i genuinely do believe that and it shows by her actions so anyways i mean i guess <laughs> to conclude the taylor swift segment yeah that the, was like the, inevitable in this, this conversation oh no i knew it was gonna happen as soon as you said it i was like all right i'm looking at my notes you know <laughs> I'm, I'm moving this. you're like oh shit here we go again i knew it um, i knew it that's why we're here to, man yeah to conclude it like there's something very very powerful about what she's doing and i think that there's something that everybody that like appreciates music or is in music can learn from her or like specifically the Eras tour movie it's right. so impressive so there's my everyone go watch the thank you. that's our that's our plug yeah for go for the, uh... <laughs>
yeah for the for the cast this week go we're not even yeah. gonna plug like our normal little links it'll just be like go watch go watch the dearest <laughs> horror movie yeah it says uh it says like um link tree slash keys or links link tree slash heirloom and it goes to it like goes direct to, yeah. it redirects to the taylor swift thing yeah and you're like i think your thing is broken i'm like no that's fine no it was intentional i don't know gotcha. th- on that little redirect thing that gave me a thought on you were talking mm-hmm. about pre-sale tickets and everything a mm-hmm. long time ago i think it was 2013 my old band was opening for we came as romans at that same mm-hmm. venue in greensboro hangar blind mm-hmm. tiger same venue and at a certain point like i went on my old band's page and like for that like event it mm-hmm. was a different format than what they use now but it was like ticket link and i was like i'm just going to put my profile so that somebody can just message me because I'm in the local band and then I'll just whatever. And that was just on our page, but somehow it glitched. And so when someone clicked on, we came as Romans Facebook and clicked tickets, it took them to my Facebook page for like a, a day or a couple of weeks. So I had a couple of people message me and were like, Hey, uh, I was trying to get tickets to, and it took me to, and I was like, I don't know how, but I am playing the show if you want to buy one. And I sold a couple of tickets that way. I was yes. like, we got them for no fees, $16, you know, like, Hit me That's up. so here's, sick. Here's the PayPal, but that that was an old like whatever fucking system Facebook ban page thing was using in like 2013. That would have mm-hmm. never worked now, but that no. wor- worked in my favor because you know we were stressing about selling these tickets, and then like they pretty much sold themselves. Um, and uh, it's and just, God smiled on you that day. Yeah, he sure <laughs> did in my my old uh, Christian metalcore band because we, yes. we were. And uh, we have a lot of jokes that like Heirloom is a Christian band too because mm-hmm. like. Uh, like I'm a Christian and then like I like there's if you read our lyrics sometimes you're like oh oh okay you know there's mm-hmm. something something in there um, but I also cuss a lot on stage but like I'm not like saying anything bad I'll just add like I'll just add like I don't even cuss on this album but I'll be like we are not the fucking because live when you when you put yeah. a nice and I think part of that for me is liberating too because I grew up doing the Christian metalcore thing so it was always like all right everybody get up and I'm like, God, I want right. to say, get the fuck up so bad. And then whenever I got into this band, I was like, you fucking pussies, let's fucking go. Like, yeah. <laughs> Listen, I've been to Winter Jam way too many times. Yep. I know what it is. Dude, oh, <laughs> I'm so glad you know. Like, yeah. I've, made, I've made jokes like, dude, put Heirloom on Winter Jam, bro. Like, yeah. we, would, we would go dude, crazy. That would go so crazy. Because I've, I've watched um, videos of Winter Jam with, like, bands like Thousand Foot Crutch or, like, Red playing. And they're not even, mm-hmm. like, super heavy, but they scream. And the people are like... Mm-hmm whoa this is a lot you know so i can only yeah. imagine if they heard like a 808 and a breakdown no for real i remember when i was a kid i went to winter jam was my first concert right yep and um it was it was uh i don't know if you know barlow girl but it was barlow girl i remember that name i don't know anything about the music but um it was barlow girl which they're not they get a little heavy but not super like they're just like you know a regular like 2000s rock Mm -hmm. all girl band and then um skillet played and this was like during when they had like whispers in the dark best song ever dude i love that whispers in the dark yo the first time i heard that i was like oh my god because no for real it was one of the first songs with like the like there's a cool thing happening with a guitar and like the vocal Mm -hmm. i was like this is like a 
aggressive rock kind of thing, but it's Christian, so I can still listen to it like at right. the Winter Jam stuff. So right, it was like during the you know like the Breaking Benjamin and like Three Days Grace yep. era of music, yeah. and I remember hearing Whispers in the Dark on YouTube on probably some like like animated, A&B, yeah, yeah, it was an A and B, like a Naruto <laughs> video or something. Uh, I'm so glad that we're on the same wavelength here. Yeah, dude, uh, <laughs> Millennial Core, bro. Yeah, I swear to God. Um, but I remember they played Winter Jam, and I was like, I gotta go because I was a big fan of both bands and i remember the look of disgust on all of like you know these teenage girls with their mothers and like all of the mothers were just like what the fuck is going on right now he just said monster oh my god it was awesome no i mean it was it was like very very early skillet days oh okay and i actually and i i met them i actually got a signing that day and i remember you know this is this tracks for me but i remember they had just gotten off of tour with flyleaf and he all like he was just like talking to me. he's like how are you doing and all i said was to him was how was it touring with flyleaf was it great you like hold a mic in his face tell me everything about uh what, what's her name yeah uh lacy Lacey, Lacey, yeah yeah i was obsessed with flyleaf so like the second i was like I've got to ask him. So I got in line specifically to ask him how, it, and he was so like taken aback by that question. He was just like, uh, yeah, it was cool, it was I cool. guess. And I was like, he, he like signed my little like drawing notebook. Cause that's all I had for him to sign. And I was like, thank you. And walked away. Thank you. <laughs> thank you for giving me what I have need. And then you like I, super robot. Literally. I, I haven't, I haven't ch- changed at all. Like I'm still the same person I was when I was 13. Swear to God, dude! I, I kind of did was... a similar thing with um, like asking a band about another band just because they were friends mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, when we played with uh, Thornhill last, uh, I think it was last August in 2022 mm-hmm. at 506 in Chapel Hill, I asked like after the show, I went up to him and I was like, "So I have a question, man. How big is Parkway Drive in Australia? And like, how big? Like, what kind of rooms does like Amity do? And like, asking about these bands because mm-hmm. I know they're big over here, but how big are they there? He's like, oh, they do like stadiums over there. And I'm like, God damn, that's crazy, man. Because then over also, here, you're like, what? You're Australian. I'm sorry to interrupt you. Your oh, no, Australian accent is awesome. I've been like, practicing that was it a for great... a very long time. To- ah, that's not bad. <laughs> I have to. I've been pra- practicing it, it, practicing it for a very long time. Yeah, long that was time. impressive. Very impressive. Thank Good you. Job. Yeah, I need to. I need to <laughs> just move there already, dude. I, that's, yeah, dude. That's my motherland. I've been. I've been wanting to. I think I got obsessed with like doing that accent whenever I was a kid, seeing like the crocodile hunter or whatever. Crikey! Where he's just like, oh my god, I'm gonna fucking put it out. It's fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. And then he didn't even like. He like he died in the worst way. like it wasn't even like a, a gator attacked him it was a fucking stingray which I remember like, I know. crying when I found that out dude uh, bro me too I remember I found out I found out from um actually DeviantArt back in the day I was so young do you remember DeviantArt no I don't think so it's like okay so it was this very early 2000s website and it was basically a forum for people to post like art Okay. Like they would scan, like if they draw, like they would scan it in and post it. It was essentially kind of like, like the layout was kind of like Tumblr. I was going to say, was it like a pre-Tumblr kind of thing? Kind of. It was just like art. Like you could do like stories, you could do poems, um, drawings, paintings, all of that. Right. And I was really big into that. Um, And I remember I logged onto my DeviantArt at like the age of like, 
I was like maybe like 10 or 11. I don't remember how old I was when he he passed, but I remember seeing like a little gif of like candles and they said rip Steve Irwin and I was like uh, I was distraught. No. Yeah. I immediately logged off and went to my room and just like stared at the ceiling for the rest of the night. It was awful. Yeah, that that killed me and I I know that like um when David Attenborough dies, that is going to fucking wreck my life. Do you know David Attenborough? David Attenborough so. is if you turn on um like the Netflix like BBC Earth he's the narrator the British guy that's like oh yeah for thousands of years the earth has been t-, you know that guy and everything yeah. and I'm just like dude when he cuz he's like in his 90s he's like 95 mm-hmm. or 98 or something crazy so I'm like oh dude I'm going to lose my shit when he dude, dies dude it could be any day now yeah i mean you got to be prepared that's how it was with uh, Betty White Literally, oh, when, yeah. when Betty White died, we had just finished a photo shoot. We were in Winston-Salem with my buddy Trevor, and we mm-hmm. were in line at a pizza place. And then he was like, dude, Betty White died. And I was like, no way. And then I looked on Wikipedia, and it said Betty White mm-hmm. was. And I was like, no, no, she died. Like, they updated that shit quickly. Uh, RIP to a real one. Yeah, dude. That's crazy. She was Golden- almost, like, she would have been, like, a hundred and like a two weeks or something like I forget what it was. Damn. Or like one oh one. I don't know. She 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 missed it. She missed some sort of little cutoff. Like if she could have just lived mm-hmm. like two weeks later, she would have beaten some record thing. I don't know. And then she would have lived forever. Like yeah. that would have been it. Yeah. She was too powerful. She had to die. Well, yeah, like that's once, just what once happened. You reach uh, that one level, you like lose all your other like weaknesses and shit, and you just automatically yeah. live forever. Yeah, like she would have reached Nirvana, but I, the powers that be at Force, like I guess, was just like, nah, we can't have that. Yeah, dude. I uh, <laughs> just to finish up on the celebrity death thing because I thought of one more. But uh, <laughs> uh, Adam West, when he died, my buddy and I, like, we were watching like Family Guy or something, and he's like the mayor on mm-hmm. Family Guy. It was like an old episode, and mm-hmm. we, we were like, is he still alive? I don't know. Oh no, he's still alive. Okay, cool. And then like two days later, he like passed and we were like we killed adam west no! oh no y'all really manifested it's all of our that i <laughs> no. should have left wikipedia alone dude you should honestly wikipedia and webmd just need to be like on the dark web we don't need i access agree to that. honestly <laughs> webmd fuck webmd and google symptoms i'll be like my head on the right side feels funny and it'll be like you have a tumor and i'm like oh shit <laughs> right like um why do why like why is this weird niche thing happening to me like yeah. why can't it just be like a normal like because i'm a hypochondriac too like especially mm-hmm. as i get older like i'm 29 and I'll, i'm i'll be 30 next year so i'm like mm, fuck mm-hmm. dude like these these pains that i'm getting like sometimes i'll feel like a pain in my chest and i'm like oh my god i'm having a heart attack and then i'm like <laughs> okay it's gone what the fuck yeah. was that you know like you're mm-hmm. like mm. Maybe that was an anxiety attack. I think it was. Yeah, I'll feel one <laughs> yeah. thing, and then I'm like, "Oh, it's like, yeah, that's that happened." Whenever I uh, like first smoked weed, and uh, mm-hmm. I realized that I like, I'm like, okay, I just can't casually just be a stoner. Like, I have to like no. smoke and play a video game, or smoke and do something. Like, I can't just be high because if I'm just, I'll just start like, oh my god, my arm feels funny. Oh, but, but you know, like. I'll just start feeling these weird little sensations and I'm just not fun to hang mm-hmm. out with. Like I'll ruin the party. No, I'm the same way. I can't do it. Like I have to have an objective 
Like, I have to have an objective. I cannot, like, and I honestly, I can't even, I can't even tell you the last time I did. Like, I just, I just have too much responsibility right now with my day job. So, yeah. like, I, I, I just can't, like, because my thought is, like, oh, my God, what if my what boss if calls me? drug tested or whatever. I, I don't. Or what if like, your b- boss calls you for something, like, in the middle of, like, while you're high and you're, like. Oh, yes. <sighs> yes. And, like, honestly, I don't think she would be pressed because if she very rarely calls me on my day off. But if she called me while on my day off and was, like, just had a question. And I would just be like, hey, I'm just so ripped right now. I'm going to be honest with you. And she probably wouldn't care. Like, you know, we I work for a pretty progressive company. Like, they don't really care about things like that. Um, we do background checks and we hire people with, like, you know, drug yeah. charges. They don't care. But yeah. she, you know, I, I, but, like, the thought that, like, I would have to, like, even be put in that situation scares me so bad that I'm just like, mm. I'm gonna stick to the white claws and that's it. Yeah. I mean, even, (laughs) even drinking for me, I I'm, I'm such a like college white girl when it comes to alcohol, dude, like I'll have Mm -hmm. like one drink and I'm just like, yeah, that's it. You know, like I'm, I'm hammered, you know? And, uh, one of our neighbors, so Nikki, uh, her brother got married last week. So we had a bunch of like family over and it was just, you know, a mess with everybody. And one of our neighbors Mm -hmm. brought us a bunch of jello shots and, um, I had a couple, I don't know what's in them. I don't know what, like, this one's rum, this one's, you know, vodka, this one's this, or whatever. And mm-hmm. uh, I just see, like, ooh, blue, you know? Like, what's what's this got in it? And I found out that I, it had rum, and I, me and rum do not get along very well. So I uh, I definitely was hungover today from, from that last mm-hmm. night. Because at the time, I was just like, you don't even taste it. But then later mm-hmm. on, it fucking hits you. So, yeah, I, I can't even, like, literally all I got now... This is my uh, this is my Nolan's little girl dinner right here. Ready? You got your girl dinner, girl dinner, health bar, and then like a Delta fucking. That know. is really that is a beautiful girl dinner. Thank you, That's thank you for favorite. the girl dinner tour. Um, although like side note, I think that Keys and Heirloom should do a cover of Girl Dinner. Girl dinner. <laughs> Girl it would go so hard. Her. Yeah, like literally, it would go. It would go so hard. It would be the oh. best like six second song ever recorded. It would. We would go so fucking viral. We'd break the internet. It would be great. Be I great thought time. about doing, I have like a list in my idea, uh, in, in my notes of ideas for like metal covers of like a country song or like a pop song or like, do you know that song, um, mm-hmm. Rob Thomas, where it's like, I don't want to be lonely no more. I don't want to yes. stay with it. I, I love that a, song. I want to do a, like a heavy cover of that because the like, dun, 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 mm-hmm. dun, dun. Like it, I feel like it would drop really Ooh. well. So. Y'all, that would be really tight. You know, I actually, first of all, that would be so sick, so <laughs> sick. You should do it because I can, we'll I can see. hear it. I yeah, can hear you it. hear the like. Uh huh. No, I, like, I'm, I'm here with you. I'm here yeah. with you. I get you. Um, I, are you a fan of the group formerly known as the Dixie Chicks? Uh, I know like two songs. I know, <sighs> I know, Goodbye Earl and, uh, <laughs> fucking whatever their big one was, which I think was like a Fleetwood Mac cover. Yeah. So they have a song that they wrote and it's like the video. I saw it when I was like, maybe like six or seven. And I, this is when I knew I was an emo kid was when I saw this music video. When you saw the chicks but, playing. Yes. Yes. I promise you. No, go watch this music video after this. And then you're going to be like, I get it now. I understand. Um, so in this video, they're like, um, it's like, all black and like it's not filmed in black and white but like the visuals are all black and white like the background will be is like straight up blackness and it's like all of the chicks wearing white and they're just like surrounded by people that are kind of like 
I'm trying to think of how to say it. Like they're being shitty to them. Like, like, and for example, there's a part in the video where she's like, I will not say bad things. Like she's writing it on a board and there's like a lady that looks like a, like a mean school teacher next okay. to her. It's like very that. And then there's shots of them, like with black paint on their hands. Very, you know, very similar to <laughs> the to inverted. Yeah. The inverted heirloom video. Yeah. Um, but like, she's got like black paints on her hands and she's like rubbing it on her white dress and like it's it was very um it resonated with me in a really weird way when i was a kid but the song is about the comments that they made um in distaste for george bush and the song is called not ready to make nice and out of context it doesn't have to be about that like it doesn't sound like that but it's such a powerful moving even heavy song and i want to cover it so bad but it's country song and i want to make it like you know gritty and gross yeah. and awesome i need to so, do a cover of um gretchen wilson's song like i'm here for yeah. the party you know like that would be so sick that would be <laughs> so sick i you know i'm kind of here i wasn't here for the alternative at first but i'm here you're, i'm here for it you're here for the alternative <laughs> For the for the y'all alternative, y'all alternative. Oh, okay. yes, yeah. I was not here for the alternative at first, but here I am. I had a playlist oh. that was just called y'all alternative, and it was just like he is legend and mm-hmm. every time I die and like stuff like that. But mm-hmm. uh, I need to go back and remake it. I don't have it on my uh, my Spotify currently, but I, I love that shit. But I can. We should do. Oh what? <laughs> we should do like a y'all alternative, like how they do that show. I think in Charlotte every year for the cover show um in charlotte the halloween one. I oh yeah I yeah i think maybe chapel hill where they um oh is it yeah with harm yes yeah so i feel like that but with country artists that would be tough because would taylor swift count as a country artist if you did anything you, from, from debut that, to yeah. speak now yes <laughs> so you you would have dibs I, on that one automatically i could but i feel like I feel like out of courtesy, I would give that to Jess or okay. Juxton Roy because I, would, okay. I feel like that's just appropriate. I would pick Alan Jackson or like Jimmy Buffett. Like, okay. You know, because then you get to do the duo, the fucking uh, five o'clock somewhere and yeah. you know, all that kind of shit. No, the Jimmy Buffett would go crazy. Yeah. That would go so crazy. Alan um, Jackson would be good because you'd be like, it's all right to be little bitty. And then I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know how you would translate that into like a hard rock like metal song <laughs> like down to right. guitars. I think I would pick uh, like wholeheartedly I would pick Sugarland. Sugarland? What's their uh, yes. song? Um <sighs> I have to look They've got it. a bunch. They've got like the all I want to do They have a song with Taylor Swift also called Babe. I think is it st- stuck like glue is like a big one. Ooh, oh, stuck like glue. You and me okay. together, we stuck. Yeah, they have like a bunch of stuff. Um, I grew up listening to them, so they're um, them are like even Keith Urban. I love Keith Urban. That would be dope. Um, um I wouldn't. You probably want to skip like Toby Keith. Because <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's a little too like yee yeehaw. A little. It's, a l- the lyrics are a little too like fuck around and find much. out with america type shit right right or like even kelsey ballerini like i know that's more recent but like i love kelsey ballerini um and what's the girl casey musgraves yeah i know her name casey musgraves would be cool but I would, I would just combine a set with just like two carrie underwood songs and two um gretchen wilson songs that'd be it <sighs> that would be my whole set 
I love Gretchen Wilson. I just know the the two songs that Here for the Party and then Redneck Woman. Uh, oh man, she I think she had a song called Politically Incorrect too. Was it all the same album? I I don't remember. It was so long ago when I listened to it, but so, I I believe it was called Politically Incorrect. What's funny with her is, you know how we were just talking about the Landon thing earlier where it was like, mm-hmm. yeah, you, he didn't find you, you reached out to him. Gretchen mm-hmm. Wilson, how she got signed was like the classic, like she was singing in a bar and somebody from some record label saw her singing and then like offered her like millions of dollars. That's so cool. I love that for her. I'm yeah. so glad that we exist at the same time as Gretchen Wilson. Me too, man. I would love to see her. I don't know what venue she, I don't know if she's touring or anything, but I would love to see Gretchen Wilson, dude. Mm-hmm. No, that would be an experience and a half. I like, I haven't been to a country show since I was probably in single digits. But I would absolutely drop a bag for a Gretchen Wilson show right now. (laughs) I don't know if I've ever been to, like, a big country show. I have seen... Oh. I saw... This isn't country, but, like, I'm I'm trying to think of, like, big concert that, like, big icon. My sister saw Beyonce a while back. I saw Lady Gaga Mm. in 2010. That was sick. I'm jealous. Fucking tour, dude. She like never toured. I know. It's annoying. No. Yeah, I wanted to see Lady. I almost went to the fame but like her first like major tour um that, I, after she came out as lady gaga i think that's the one i saw it was like the fame the uh it's like the monster ball tour or something like that that was the second one okay yeah it was whenever bad romance um, had just come out yeah so the fame was a double record um it was like the fame and then the fame monster she had the fame ball and then i believe it was the monster the fame monster yeah um the fame i almost went to the fame because I've been I've been here since the beginning. Like I'm I've been a Lady Gaga stand just since dance. day one. Yeah, yeah, literally since Just Dance. Um, and she was actually touring with my f- one of my favorite bands at the time. Um, and they were this little like weird uh androgynous German band uh called what were they called Cinema Bazaar. Sick. They're real, real weird. Like they had like the visual K aesthetic, and well, you know, um, if they're touring with Lady Gaga, like she's gonna bring out some very like eccentric type right. personalities. Right. They were sick, and I wanted to go so bad, but like I was just like I was a little too young for my mom to like want to take me to something like that, so yeah. I couldn't. But and then the band that I loved broke up like right after that, so I was like, oh, that double uh, whammy. That Lady Gaga show was the very first time I ever saw like street preachers outside that were like telling you you're gonna go to hell. <laughs> That was the very first That's time I crazy. ever saw that. And I was like, whoa, yeah. what the fuck? And I don't think I've ever seen that outside of a show before. You usually see show. him outside of like a concert. Like when we like when when you go to like an arena show or like a mm-hmm. like a, a amphitheater type show, you'll see people mm-hmm. like outside in like the parking area with signs and some some guy has a microphone and yeah, you know, I did see it. At, I I lied. I did see it at Carolina Rebellion one year. I was gonna say, yeah, you, that seems like a good place for it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there was no God in like that was the Wild West Carolina yeah, Rebellion. I just like the more and more stuff like that happens, people are just like, all right, when is Warp Tour gonna come back? And I know there's been rumors for years that it's like, oh, like Franz owns Warp Tour. This person and it's like, all right, dude, like. I know it's inevitable at some point in the 20s, mm-hmm. the 2020s, some brand of Warp Tour is going to make some sort of reappearance, even right. if it's just like, even if it's not the same thing as they used to do it, where it's like an all summer long thing, even if it's just like a week or two, like I, I could just see that because there's so much like, we're in this weird era now where uh, everyone's like obsessed with nostalgia, 
So like a lot of bands are just getting back together just because they're like, now's the time, dude. Like everyone's mm-hmm. preying on that kind of like right right now the early two thousands in everyone's mind is just like the best time ever. Like, yeah, everyone's kind of collectively going back to that. Like all these festivals are themed like, you know that that sick new world fest and all the all these other mm-hmm. like uh, fest are very much themed under that like nineties early two thousands kind of vibe, which a lot of people seem mm-hmm. to be like latching on to. Yeah, I mean, I haven't seen anything that's... I mean, the lineups are great. Like, Sick New Worlds lineup this year, Dude, absolutely insane. Dude, booked that, genius, man. <laughs> no, for real. I... Such such a good lineup. Um, I would pay all of the money if it was logistically possible to do that and Taylor Swift in the same year, but it's just not. Like, yeah, it's just not. You have um, to start taking out, like, a mortgage or something at that rate, you know? But yeah, worth for it, real. It's, honestly. It is, but like, you know, I'm also trying to put this record out, so I'm like, yeah, maybe next year. Um, but the like the thing that I've noticed with these festivals is like, though a lot of them are gaining a lot of traction and people are going, none of them hit like warp tour. None of them are like like getting that cult like yeah following like they're going because of the lineup they're not going because of the festival you there know you what go I mean? yeah they're not just like oh warp tour who's playing this year yeah it's more like hey yeah. these bands i like are playing this festival that's cool right like, like it was i'm trying to think of the word um it was like a whole experience it was like a whole package like i knew people that went to warp tour that didn't like really look like even look at the lineup they just went they because... just went because that's how my sisters went um yeah because it was just like going to a music festival right and they just had a great time and you know they're trying to do that with sad Summerfest. like i know it's like the same kind of thing but it's just not i mean i might be biased because the kind of music that they're putting on sad Summerfest is just not my cup of tea personally um like it's more of like the pop punk stuff and i don't really like you know dip into that not that much some of it just not a whole lot you know um so but it's just it's just not from what i'm seeing gaining the kind of popularity or like cult fan base that like warp tour had so i think that you know if they pulled some strings and maybe got like a statement and like did their due diligence on who they got to play to make sure that like there was no um questionable behavior going on um considering that that's the rumored reason why warp toy doesn't exist anymore oh, yeah um, yeah you know i feel like they could make a comeback and it could be fine but um and they would make a lot of money hell yeah just because <laughs> of the the reintroduction of like a reunion right. thing and right. like Katy Perry played Warp Tour in 2008. I know. I know. Like, Back in her prime. She was playing like I Kissed a Girl and shit like on fucking Vans Warp Tour and then it's like who's after Katy Perry? Whitechapel, <laughs> you know, or like 303 or whoever the fuck yes. is playing. Bring me the yes. horizon uh, like uh throwback to 303. Love them. They put out a new album uh like last year but it it didn't really do anything. Oh, um, that's a, that sucks. It was kind of like a follow-up to the first because the first one's called like want or something and mm-hmm. this one was called like need so it kind of had oh. a similar like branding and mm-hmm. i listened to like the first track and i was like okay and then i got kind of into it and i was like not f- mm. kind of yeah you know i think the the boat sailed on that one but could that's just a be bummer me. that's a bummer because want was such a good record i i remember I remember like sneaking buying that when I was a kid really? because it was like, you know, it had parental, you know, advisory on it. And I had yeah. to like 
cover they say up bad the little... words on that on, on oh yeah things, well yeah. that came out when i was like maybe like you know 13 or something and i remember like i had something i think i was buying two cds or something and i had the other one sitting on top of it when i put it on the counter so my mom wouldn't know what she was doing <laughs> that's but i loved that record i listened to it all the time it was so like i remember just like i don't know it was such a nostalgic that's such a nostalgic thing for me like the, the 303 record so like it sucks that you know that new record didn't hit the way it did but that old one i know. found that on a field trip um mm-hmm. i remember like I don't know if y'all ever did this where you went on a field trip like outside of the state and you took like one of those like buses mm-hmm. and I didn't have like an iPod or a Zoom or something. So I would always have to like, hey, bro, can I like borrow a headphone or something like that? Like do that whole mm-hmm. thing. And there was this, uh, this person that I was with. I forget who what uh, their name was, but they had that song. And I remember like, she wants to touch me. And I was like, mm-hmm what is this? This is so cool. And I remember hearing him say ho and I was like, oh my God, this is crazy for them to play that like on the radio, you know, cause it's, right. it's, it's, it's but it was all over the place and they were, they were big. Them, them and Cobra Starship were like big and oh, like loved the mainstream radio and like the Warp Tour realm too, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that also, I feel like that era of like what I identify as like MySpace yeah. pop yeah or like electronic music really i don't know that really radicalized me as a child like it was I feel just like fun to I, listen to like your brain was just it was. like Whoa, what, whatever sounds are coming out of there like i'm just 13 year old me is just loving this right yeah my spot my space bedroom music like ran so that i feel like uh what's it called uh hyper pop hyper like, like you uh, know? 100 gex Yes, I love yeah. Hundred Gex too. I love Col- Caroline Polachek. Like, I love all of these artists like that have all of these crazy sounds in their stuff. Arca, you know, all of that stuff. Um, and the production aspect of it, like, I mean, I know in the back in the day when the MySpace stuff, like, the production was like, I guess, ahead of its time for what it was. But like, look at how far we've come with pop music. Oh yeah, and what you can do with like sampling and sounds and like just being creative with like random shit you know yeah it's and so neat what you said about like the hyper pop stuff totally makes sense because i'm sitting here thinking like 100 gex or you know any band like that could have totally like popped off in 2009 yeah like, they would have they would have been like cobra starship or you know 303 or oh yeah like that. so yeah i mean they're, they're doing really well too and um what's funny is i was going back and listening to some interviews of uh the singer of avenge sevenfold and he was saying mm-hmm. that 100 Gex is like his favorite band and I was like that's so bizarre but I I love that but they're they're impressive like they you know to somebody to the naked ear to like the person like the consumer of the music they just hear it and you're like yeah but if you really sit there and listen to it you're like this is sick like this vibe there's so much interpolation and so much reference and intention with the the choices that they make with their production like um I think it was off their new record. I think it was Dumbest Girl Alive. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they interpolated um, Coheed and Cambria. Okay, yeah. I would have never, never guessed that. I'm pretty sure they interpolated... Um, I could be wrong. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's Welcome Home. They're like... Dun, 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 Yeah, I might be wrong, but I know... Like, like it's like Is it gone like down a half beat? step or something. Yeah. It's it's in the guitar. You can hear it a little bit. It's not exact, but it's like it's that, close I enough. I would believe you though. 
thinking about I, I need to go listen to that song now yeah no and it's i remember listening to it and i was like oh shit this is crazy and i just love stuff like that like another artist that does that is um kim dracula i was oh my fucking ah! god I was we're literally. Right here. <laughs> I was literally. It's it's the uh, it's we're we're on that shit where uh, what's the the dude comes on American <laughs> Idol and him and Katy Perry are talking and they say like, oh what is what is it he says, he says a one wig, he wig says, yes yeah and they're like what are y'all talking about and he's like we're here we're together this is this is us this, this is, is us right it's now it's not about wig. you guys this is yeah this is us and I still do not understand but I just love it I was like <laughs> yeah. this is so funny. I know. I, I, I get it. It's it's kind of like a gr the girls that get it, get it thing, yeah. you know? Like I, I had get to the like, wig. Thing. I had to click on a lot of like, because it was on TikTok and I was like, yeah. right, let me let me go through. But I, I love it though. But yeah, that's that's the energy yeah. that where it's like, yeah, we're here. But it yeah, is. Kim, Kim Dracula did that on um the new album where it's like, do you feel that? Oh shit. And yeah. I was like, okay. That's no, but good. like the song, what is it? I haven't listened to the record or like anything. I, I've listened to a little bit. What I've heard, I find very impressive. Um, the record is fucking nuts. I believe it. I need to listen to it, and I will immediately after closing it, this. Concluding yeah, ha this. <laughs> have fun. Put in put in headphones. Keep your headphones on. Whatever. Like Ugh. it's so sick. So excited. Um, but specifically the song that like I'm referring to is the "Make Me Famous" song. Yeah. Like this dude literally sat down with i don't know if it was self-produced or he had a producer i'm not sure i'm not that deep into it but like this dude sat down with a mission to be like how many genres and how many references and how many impressive vocal things can i do in one song and i'm also like, gonna put a saxophone after i like, say motherfucker with a breakdown dude i just in absolutely fucking insane like i remember listening to that for the first time i was like am i in a fever dream right now yeah. what the fuck at is first this? i was just like what and then once you like actually listen to it you're like oh my god this is seamless like yeah there's a lot yeah. of genres but he uh or they put a lot of like it's so cohesive you know? mm -hmm. it's so I know. sick it's so crazy i like i honestly like i i show i have like a list of songs that i show everyone <laughs> like all of my close friends i'm like all right i have to indoctrinate you yeah um and that's one of it's not on the top of the list but it's up there because i'm just like listen how fucking impressive this song is and every i'm like you're not gonna know what to expect you're gonna be like the whole time the, you know uh, the <laughs> it's not the opening track because the opening track is like a like an intro kind of like welcome to the album kind of mm -hmm. thing but the second track my confession is probably my favorite just because the chorus is like the catchiest thing ever he does the little mm -hmm. hyper pop thing um, and then it goes immediately into like some like big arena rock, like think I'm out of my control. And you're like, holy shit, this is crazy. So yeah, definitely, am, definitely check it out when we, uh, when we hop off. I am bumping that shit immediately. I swear. Hell yeah. Oh my God. So yeah. good. You got me. Um, I'm probably going to go listen to it as well, but, uh, we can wrap up here if you want to on the, on the, the main episode here, and then we can say bye off, you know, off air properly. Yeah. But was there, um, anything else that you wanted to plug or go over, you know, definitely enjoyed having you on, man. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, this has been fun. Um, I mean, I'm trying to think, I feel like I should like, I feel like I should have more to say, um, in regards to the record. Um, I think the only thing really that I want to say, like to conclude this, cause this is probably the, maybe the only time I'm going to talk about it publicly before I start my, um, releases and stuff. But, um, it's very different from my prior work as you've as you've heard at least a little bit of it um 
and I am excited to kind of like rebrand and go into this new space and um, kind of start over as an artist, but like, you know, maybe be like a little more established than I would have been like right out the gate with this, this record. Right. Um. So I just, I guess I'm just hoping that like everybody like goes into it. First of all, knowing that every song is a deep cut. Yes. Well, it's either a deep cut it's or... It's still a cut. Like, there's cutting happening. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's, <laughs> there's cutting happening in yeah. every single song in different capacities, whether it be, like, um, an oh shit moment, like, oh, did she really say that? Or um, a damn. Yeah, ouch, those are two different, you know, like, like, damn. Like, kind of a step yeah, back. Like, oh, yeah. shit. Um, a reoccurring theme on this record which I almost I almost accidentally said the name which I'm not going to leak yet I'll tell you off camera okay um <laughs> but a reoccurring theme with this record is um the thought of telling on myself so saying too much okay you know uh that's like kind of a reoccurring thing in my life because I'm pretty I'm I'm a pretty open book I'll tell anyone anything if they ask me you know so um I say you know going into this record um i had a couple of influences one being um i guess like obviously like sleep token duh love them yeah um and then my other favorite halsey love um, halsey yes love absolute favorite over everyone halsey's a that's a oh, over damn. taylor swift over okay. everyone yeah okay. no i'm a huge halsey fan i i um, only know the uh badlands album that album slaps though Oh, um, I'm about to ruin your life because her new her newest record is probably my favorite record of all time. Like, send ever. it to me or just uh, give me the name and I'll look it up later on. It's called "If I Can't Have Love, I Want Power." Oh, it's like her on the throne or like a crown kind of imagery. It's the one, yeah, it's the one with the boob. The boob. Okay, well, I'll look for. Yeah. <laughs> I'll look for that. <laughs> she's like, she's like portraying the Madonna. She's got like a baby and oh, she's gotcha. like, okay. uh, like about to breastfeed, I guess. Is oh, what okay. That, I was is. like, oh yeah, I'll just, I'll just yeah. look that up, I guess. I'll yeah, just, no. what, I'll just look up the title. <laughs> yeah. Just Google Halsey boob. You'll see it. Um, In incognito mode. Cause I'm on the yeah. computer lab and I'm eight years old. So <laughs> they'll still find out, dude. They'll still find out. Some kid, okay, not, sorry, not to get off topic, but some kid no, it's okay. in my fucking, like, eighth grade science class, like, we were in the computer lab, and he's, like, looking up, like, boob, like, he's active, and they, <laughs> and they fucking got him, because he's on the fucking computer, like, the That's network was so just like, funny. dude, like, we're, we know which computer you're on, and we have your login, like, we know it was you. <laughs> dude like i swear that is i think that's like a, a canon event for everyone's life as someone that you went to school with in middle school got in trouble for looking up not safe for work things on the school computer they're in like little league <laughs> together so maybe he'll that's... find this one day anyway <laughs> yeah. i just had to drop that whenever you were, we were talking no. about the halsey boob but uh no so happy you did that was a great one um <laughs> no but um so i would say like sonically like you know there are parts that like we reference maybe sleep token for like the instrumentals or like the maybe the way we went about production um i i draw a lot of inspiration from the way that halsey goes about um navigating lyricism um with the way that i write as well um and then the biggest influence for this record at least with the approach to thematics is this um this record by bad flower called okay i'm sick okay i've heard i've heard of them um so what bad flower did is they took very sore topics 
every song was a sore topic or a hot take or whatever um so like to put it in perspective they have a song called heroin they have a song about the singer being addicted to xanax they have a song about um him sleeping with a trans woman for the first time they a lot of yeah like hot or 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 emotional like you're you're yeah, I know what you. I know what you're saying. Here. Yeah, or like you know, they have a song about suicide, like a like the guy writing a suicide letter. Um, they have a song about like the reason why he's vegan, like talking about slaughterhouses. Like, there's a song talking about fuck Trump. Like, there's so many like very explicitly like tearing yourself open to like what what it actually is and telling like kind of like like I said, telling on yourself. Okay. Um. So that was the biggest inspiration with writing this record. Um, I wanted to go in and come up with the the thematics, which are all events that I have experienced. Like these are all things about me. These aren't like you know isolated like yeah. characters. This is this is in a sense conceptual, but not in the way that it's like, it's like not you said, true. You know, it's therapy, you know? You know. Yeah. So. Um, I would say to any like with all of that being said, there are some very heavy um topics that i wrote about in this record that i did live through and um i did it because well one i wanted to but two because of the cathartic nature of what that brings for me and um i guess to anybody who's listening to it um be advised that there are some very sore topics um that could potentially hurt your feelings um so maybe but you could you also could relate to it. to it. Yeah, you could. You could. You know. Um, you could absolutely. But um, maybe be sitting when you listen to it, yeah. and maybe have uh whatever your vice of choice is. Yeah, and nearby. Maybe put a you know put something on in the back. You know, like put yeah put, put on headphones, lay down for a little bit. Yeah, maybe have like an essential oil going. Yeah. to calm you down. Maybe, maybe get fucked um, up on some CBD if you're feeling real brave. Yeah, you know? yeah, that's what I would say. Just um, you know, just take it in for what it is, and um, I hope that everyone get something out of it. It doesn't necessarily have to be what I felt making it, but as long as it emotes something in you, then I did exactly what I was trying to do. Hell yeah. So everybody can find you on uh Instagram, everything like mm-hmm. you know, TikTok, all that is just keys music and we'll have all the mm-hmm. descriptions and links and everything in the uh, episode description and uh YouTube and all that. But hell yeah man. Well uh keys Matt I mean, your name tag on here says something different too, so that threw me off. Uh, but <laughs> but uh, how? What what do I what do I call you? Keys, Madeline, Barbara. Um, I I mean, <laughs> I'm using my mom's computer, and I forgot to change the name from you're Barbara. Fine, you're fine. <laughs> Shout out to Barb. Shit, thanks, Love Barb. Her. When I thanks, first saw Barb. that, I was like, "Who the fuck is in here?" <laughs> like in the waiting room. Yeah, thing I, Zoom? I was trying to I was trying to rush to get in. So sorry. Oh, no, you're um, fine. I was just like. All right. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, Keys, Madeline, it's all the same. Like, Keys is my middle name, so, like, they're all my names. But yeah. um, as a as a musician, Keys. Keys. Professionally, Madeline. As a silly little goose, Maddie, Maddie I guess. But, yeah, yeah. How, you know, you got to know you got to know you on that level, though. You can't. Nope. Yeah. You got to you got to earn the silly goose spot. You know what I mean? You do. You yeah. do. You, get, you, you can't just have any geese just walking up out of nowhere. No, you have to understand that I am the silliest goose in the pond. Yeah. And respect that. And then maybe you get the right to call me Maddie. 
my uh my girlfriend got me a shirt with like a goose on it and it says God's silliest goose and it has like the g- halo on it. That is so good. And I think I've worn I, it like because I'm I'm like I'm not gonna play a show in that, but like maybe one day. Right. I, I need her to slide in my DMs and link me that shirt. All right. I'll uh, I'll 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 text her like as soon as we're done here. But. Ah, oh, love it. Thanks for coming on again. I think this is going to be end up being episode eight because I just recorded okay. number seven the other night, but we'll see. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I'll, I'll say bye to you and everything afterwards here. But uh, hell yeah, dude. Thank you for coming on. Yeah, thank you for having me. I have a uh, very, it's always a pleasure uh, talking to you. And oh, I appreciate it. I really enjoyed it. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, thanks, thanks for coming on and I'll say bye to you uh, the right way here.